Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Videos of our messages are also online at hope at crossroads.org. And now, here's this week's message. Good morning. Oh, that was good. I don't even have to do that a second time. Y'all do, you're awake this morning. Good to see everybody. Hope all is well with you uh, today. You know, it's been said that this is the most wonderful time of the year. Or at least that's what the song says. And uh, there's just something about Christmas for many of us that brightens everyone's spirit. For some of us, it's that favorite Christmas song that we hear on the radio. Not before Thanksgiving, though. For some of us, it's the lights and the decorations. It's all the illumination as Clark W. Griswold would say, that brings joy to people. Or maybe it's the multiple Christmas parties with along with all the Christmas sweets that you only get one time a year, the sausage balls and all the good things that come along with, with Christmas. For some people, it's just enjoying time with their family that they only get to see during the holidays. You see, Christmas is a time of peace. It is a time of joy. It's a time of giving and receiving gifts by those that are close to us. And I remember as a young boy, hearing stories and then doing it myself, one of the things that I loved to do when I was younger, and maybe you did as well, on Christmas Eve night, we would come home from my, my grandparents' house because we had a big uh, Christmas Eve party with a lot of family. We would come home and, you know, the, the Christmas tree was lit up and we had this big window uh, in our living room area. And before we would go to bed, uh, I would always just look out that big window and I was just looking into the sky just maybe to see, you know, who. Maybe you've done that as well. You know, the, you've heard the stories of the little boys and the little girls just uh, looking out the window with their nose and their hands just pressed up against that window pane, just hoping that they could see. Looking for that, maybe that red light uh, on the nose of the reindeer. And then we would go and lay down. Maybe you did the same thing, like I said. Today, as we continue our Christmas series, The Windows of Christmas, we're going to be looking through the shepherd's window. So if you've got your Bibles with you today, if you've got your phone, you can just uh, pull up the app to Luke chapter 2. We're going to be in Luke chapter 2 this morning. I'll give you just a second to, to get there, and then we'll start reading. Verse 8 says, 
And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And then they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying they had been told concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that he had heard, for all that he had heard and seen and had been told to them. Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful today to be here, to hear your message to your people. God, we're thankful for this time of year. Lord, there's just something about Christmas season. That no matter what's going on, seems to bring joy and peace into our hearts. Father, as we dig into your word and we see what you have to say to us today. Father, I pray that if there's someone here today that's searching for that peace, that joy, that hope. Lord, I pray that they would find it in Jesus. Lord, thank you for all that you do. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to spend just a little bit of time today uh, just kind of unpacking a couple truths that we see in the passage here. And the first thing is this. In verse 8, we see that God often chooses unsuspecting people to receive very important news and messages You see, God could have chosen anyone. He could have chosen anyone to share the first news of the Messiah's birth. But he chose some of the lowliest people in the society to receive the important announcement. Warren Wiersbe puts it this way. He says, by visiting the shepherds, the angel revealed the grace of God toward all mankind. Not just a select group of people. The first announcement of Jesus' birth to the lowly shepherds reminds us that God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Praise God. You see, because if it were up to us, 
We would have probably found someone with more status, more prestige in society to share this very important news. We would have gone to the rich and famous, or we would have gone to someone that's more well-known. But no, God chose some guys out in the field just going about doing their job to share this important news. He could have chosen anybody, but he chose them. It's just a reminder that God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And His ways are always best. He knows what's best, not only for us, but for the world. He had a plan. He had a reason that He chose the shepherds to share the good news. The second thing we see in verse 9 here is that when it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The second thing that I want to unpack here in these verses is that not only does God often choose unsuspecting people to receive important news and messages, but God often chose an angel as his messenger to deliver important news to his people. Last week, we began the series in this Windows of Christmas by looking at Mary's window. Looking through Mary's window, where God had the angel Gabriel appear to Mary with the news that she would be the one that God chose to give birth to Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, at the beginning, before that, we see the angel Gabriel come into Zechariah while he was serving in the temple. To bring him great news. That his prayer had been answered. That his wife was going to give birth to a son. And they were going to name him John. And he was going to be an important part of God's plan to redeem mankind. Because he was going to set the stage for the Messiah's birth. We know that... Last week, as Pastor Jack had shared, that, you know, Mary was kind of startled. She was wondering, you know, why me? How is this going to happen? Zachariah kind of had the same idea. And you can imagine, you know, when an angel shows up on the scene, uh, you're not just going to be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. And oh, welcome today. You know, can I give you some bread? Can I give you some water? No, they were terrified. The, the shepherds were terrified. In Luke chapter 24, as Joey has already said, it was an angel who delivered the great news to the women at the tomb when he said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, he's risen. In Acts chapter 8, we see God sending an angel to Philip and gave him instructions about where to go. And it was through this that Philip met the Ethiopian eunuch who was reading through the book of Isaiah. And Philip shared the good news with him. And the Ethiopian eunuch came to faith in Christ and was like, Hey, and all, can, we, can I be baptized? And he was baptized. God, throughout the scriptures, we see God using angels as his messengers to deliver and to, de- to declare important news to people. And in verse 9 in our passage today, God sends an angel to deliver the news of Jesus' birth. To the shepherds. 
That was just God's method of, of doing things. Just as he chose the shepherds to receive the message, he chose the angels to deliver the message. We see it time and time again. That important times, with important news, with great news, God chose an angel to deliver the message. And after the angel delivered the message to the shepherds, we see this huge celebration, this huge worship break out. And all as this host of heavenly angels joined in and all in this huge worship service i can only imagine and all like like the hallelujah chorus coming out you know and just hallelujah you know and they're singing glory to god in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men it wasn't enough for just the one angel and all, all the other angels had to come and they had to be a part of this exciting event this exciting time in history, so much that they came and they worshipped him. Just as the angels worshipped at creation, the angels worshipped at the new creation. As Christ was born, as the word became flesh and dwelt among us. As John says. The next thing here that we see in the passage is that God had a specific message, a detailed message to share with the shepherds back then. And it's also the same message that he wants to share with us today in 2021. Verses 10 through 12, we hear these words, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Last week, Pastor Jack was sharing some news concerning Mary. And one of his points was this, that God is always interested in the details. And in the message to the shepherds, it was specific. It was detailed. He says, for fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that's for all people. Not just the Jews, but it's going to be for all the people. And it's in these verses that Luke captures the emphasis on a worldwide gospel. That the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the way to be reconciled to God was not just going to be for the Jews, but it's going to be for all people. No matter where you live, no matter where you're from, no matter how you grew up, no matter if you're white-collared or blue-collared, no matter if you've got a house to live with a shelter to live under, or you're on the streets just trying to get by, the good news it's for all people. From east to west, north to south. It's a worldwide gospel. If you're in the United States, or you're in the DR, if you're in Brazil, or Africa, the good news is for you. 
It's for us and it's for them. And it's the same message. God sent a Savior. He didn't send a soldier. He didn't send a politician. He sent a Savior into the world to meet man's greatest need. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that God chose to send a Savior to meet my need. Because He knew that was the only way. And the only way that my need, my greatest need, was going to be met. It's the only way that your greatest need is going to be met. It's through a Savior whose name is Jesus. You see, God's message today for us is much like the shepherds. It's a reminder today in this Christmas season that we hear this message. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let me give you a little spoiler. You're part of all the people. No matter where you come from, no matter if you don't want to have anything to do with God right now, or you're just so in love with God. And all the good news is for you. Even if you don't realize it. John put it this way. He says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God has a specific message for the shepherds, and it's the same message for us today, that God loves us. God loves you. And He loves you so much that He came in the form of a little baby to say, I love you. The great news is this, that that little baby grew up and not only did God give him to us as a baby, God gave us to him, gave him to us as a sacrifice for our sins. What are you doing with the message today? That God's given you. Because the angels came to deliver it. To the shepherds. As he's delivered it to us today. But he never meant for us to hold on to it. And keep it for ourselves. You see the Titanic was one of the greatest tragedies in its time. Such a huge ship that was said to be unsinkable until it hit that iceberg. But you know, one of the greatest tragedies of the story of the Titanic was not just that the ship itself sank. It was that the lifeboats that saved so many people were only half full.
while others perished. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to leave this earth knowing that I only gave half the effort and I only shared with half the people of this world. I want them to know that there is safety and there is salvation. There is a way to live and His name is Jesus. I don't want to be like those who were in that boat that were rescued to safety, but there was still room left in the boat. Because we've got good news of great joy for all people. So what do we do with this? What do we do with the message today? What do we do with this message that we see through the windows of the shepherds? Just a couple of different things we see in the passage in verses 15 and 16. It's this, that God's message demands or requires a response. In verses 16 and 7, 15 and 16, it says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Oh, that was really cool. That was awesome. Now let's go back to work. Let's go back to the flock. You know, let's make sure that they're, they're taken care of. No, that's not what it said. That's not what the Word of God says. It says, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. You see, the shepherds could have responded by simply saying, And all, okay, we, and all, we're on a time schedule. And all, we told the guys that we would be back by this time to help take care of the flock. This is nice, man. That was amazing. We'll remember that for the rest of our life, but we got to get back to work. We got to get back to our daily routine. No. That's what they could have said. But what they said was, let's go check this thing out that's been told to us. And they didn't take their time. They weren't on a Sunday afternoon stroll heading to find Jesus. And Mary and Joseph. The Bible says that they went with haste. In other words, they were in a hurry to get there to see what they had been told. May we be in a hurry to share the good news of great joy for all people that have not heard it yet. May we, with urgency, share with everyone that we know. Everyone that we come in contact with, that today in the town of David, there's born a Savior and He is Christ the Lord. And He wasn't just born for me, He was born for you. And the news that the angels delivered to the shepherds, it's not just for me, it's not just for you, but it's for those that are, that are not here. It's for those in these houses, in this community. It's for those that are in the houses, in the state, in the city. It's for those that are in the houses in the Dominican Republic. It's for those that are in the little shanties in Australia and in Africa. It's good news and it's great joy. Why would we not want to bring great joy to people who have no hope? If Christmas is a time of joy and peace, may everyone experience the joy and peace 
that's found in Jesus. And as God chose to use angels to deliver these messages, may God continue in 2021 and beyond to choose us to be his messengers to share the good news with those that have not heard it and not responded. So the Bible said that they went with haste. When they got to Bethlehem, they found it just as they were told. Imagine that. Just as the message said, just as the angel said, just as God gave it to them, it was exactly like they said it would. And I know that I'm sure that they were in awe of when they got there. But God's message of salvation for you and I. You see, the shepherds, they had a decision to make. What will we do with the message that's been shared with us? What will we do with the news that's been shared with us? They had a decision to make. There there was a response that they had to make. And there were many responses that they could have made, but they made the right choice, we know. And God's message of salvation, God's message of hope and joy for you and I today, it demands a response from us as well. Will our response be yes to Jesus today? Or will we say no? Or maybe we'll say, well, another time I'll say yes. I pray that's not the case. Because the Bible also says that our life is like a vapor. It's here one minute, it's gone the next. May we not wait when we have the opportunity to respond and put our yes on the table today to God. Maybe today, your response is yes. It needs to be yes to salvation. But maybe today, you say, I'm a believer. I've already said yes to Jesus. And that's great. But just because we said yes to Jesus and salvation, doesn't mean that we need to stop saying yes to Jesus every day. We need to say yes to Jesus when it comes time. We need to practice daily An act of repentance. Repentance is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Because it brings about healing. Maybe today you're a believer in Christ. You've already said yes to Jesus' salvation. But there's things that's gone on in your life since then. Maybe there's things that have gone on in your life this week. Where you need to say yes to repentance. And there's no guilt in that. Man, there's freedom. There's freedom in repentance. There's a peace that comes with repentance. There's a joy that comes with repentance. Knowing that the King of kings and the Lords of Lords is there to forgive us when we come to Him. The second thing that we need to do that we learn from the shepherds is this. Not only does God's message require response, but 
God's message should require. And it should cause us to live a life that glorifies God and praises Jesus for who he is each and every day. You see, the shepherds, they came and they saw. In verse 20, it says this. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Believer, are you glorifying and praising God today? Are you praising Him for your salvation? Are you praising Him for great health? Are you praising Him the fact that your family's healthy and still with you? Are you praising Him for just who He is, just because of what He's done for you? Our life should cause... Our life should be lived in a way that glorifies God and praises Jesus for who He is. You see, here's the fact. The truth of the matter today is that the shepherds returned to the fields. To the same job that they left when they went to Bethlehem. But they didn't return the same people. Because of what they saw. They returned. Praising God. And glorifying Him for what they had seen and what they had heard. My prayer today is that this is, our same, is the same response. That because of what we've experienced in and through Jesus, that we may respond to the same job tomorrow. We may, respond, we may go back to the same community today. But because of what we've experienced today in worshiping Jesus, that we don't go back the same people. That we go back better. With greater gratitude, with greater joy, with greater peace. Why? Because of what we've seen and what we've heard. That's Christmas. Through the shepherd's window. Those are the lessons that we have. Whether we walk out these doors after worship or we go to small group, may we go praising and rejoicing and glorifying in God. And may it reflect our attitude, may it reflect our message, the things we say, may it reflect the way that we live our life. Because He is worthy of it. He's worthy of the praise, He's worthy of the glory. Of all that we give. And then some. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the message that the angels brought to the shepherds. That I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Father, just as the angels delivered the message to the shepherds, you've called all those who've come to faith in Christ already to continue 
to be the messengers of that same message. God, we love you, we thank you. We ask right now that in this time that we're about to go into, Lord, as the shepherds responded to the message that they heard, Lord, you have given us an opportunity today to respond to the message that we've heard. It's not my message, it's your message. You've just used me as a messenger, as a mouthpiece to deliver it today. The shepherds responded in obedience to what they saw and what they heard. In these next few minutes, Father, I pray that we would do the same. In your name we pray, amen. If you've got a decision to make today, no, I just ask that you act in obedience to the Spirit at work in your heart. So as we sing, if you've got a decision to make, and all the altar's going to be here, I'm going to be down here. If you'd like to pray, or if you'd like to find that peace, if you'd like to enjoy the good news of great joy for yourself today in salvation, I'd love to tell you about my Jesus. Let's stand. We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items at our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.